can a newly discovered biomarker in regional lymph nodes help predict the disease recurrence rate for colorectal cancer patients? You are listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and this is the Clinician's Roundtable. Joining me to discuss a promising new biomarker to predict colorectal cancer recurrence is Dr. Scott Waldman, professor in the Departments of Medicine and Biochemistry and Molecular Pharmacology and chairman of the Department of Pharmacology and Experimental Therapeutics at Thomas Jefferson University in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Waldman. It's a pleasure to be here. I should start by asking, why do we need new biomarkers? Are there limitations in our current understanding of what colorectal cancers may metastasize? Indeed. When patients are managed initially for their colon and rectal cancer, they have surgery. And one of the things that the physician is trying to establish at surgery, beyond just removing the tumor, is to determine how far the disease has progressed beyond the limits of the intestine, because the progression and extent of that progression is actually related to the prognosis of the patient. That is, if the tumor is confined to the intestine, the patient has a very good prognosis, while if the tumor has metastasized beyond the intestine, the patient has a poorer prognosis. So there's a prognostic value to how far the tumor has progressed. Moreover, there's a predictive value in terms of the extent of tumor progression. That is, if the tumor has progressed and metastasized beyond the intestine, those patients are typically the most responsive to chemotherapy. And so a clinical decision is made to administer chemotherapy to patients that have metastatic disease. Conversely, if the disease is confined to the intestine and there's no evidence of metastasis, those patients typically are not treated with adjuvant chemotherapy. And so there's a prognostic and a predictive value to how far the disease has progressed. Interestingly, about 30% of patients who have a stage 1 or 2 cancer, that is disease that has not ostensibly metastasized beyond the uh, wall of the intestine, about 30% of those patients come back with recurrence within 3 to 5 years and ultimately die of their disease. And it's thought that the reason they come back with recurrence is because they had metastases present at the time of their initial operation that was missed by the standard staging paradigms. The most important, single most important marker of metastases in the staging paradigm is the presence or absence of tumor cells in regional lymph nodes, the lymph nodes that are associated with the affected part of the colon. The standard way of doing that analysis is essentially recovering the lymph nodes at the time of surgery, fixing them in formalin, embedding them in paraffin, and then taking thin sections out of the lymph nodes, placing them on slides, staining them, and the pathologist reviews those slides for the presence or absence of cancer cells. There's two interesting limitations in that approach. There's a sampling limitation so that essentially taking a thin section out of what could be a rather large lymph node only assesses a very, very small percentage of the total tissue that's available. And the problem is tumor cells don't distribute uniformly in a lymph node. They'll distribute asymmetrically, actually. And so if you section the lymph node at the wrong end or in the wrong area, 
you can completely miss the presence or absence of tumor cells. That makes sense that that could happen, absolutely. Yes, and the second limitation is the sensitivity of a pathologist's eye. That is, when he looks under the microscope at a stained field of tissue, how many cells in the field has to be cancer cells in order to reliably detect the metastasis? And it's actually been quantified, and you need roughly one cancer cell in 200 normal cells to be able to reliably call a metastasis in a lymph node. And so you can see that these two limitations, the sampling limitation and the sensitivity limitation, conspire to cause the presence of metastases to be missed in some fraction of the patients by using these standard algorithms, these standard histopathology algorithms. And you stated that up to 25 to 30% of patients who are declared having negative lymph nodes actually later... Most likely have positive lymph nodes. Yes. Ah, so definitely there's a need to try to improve upon that. Right. And I imagine that's where this biomarker comes in. Can you tell us a little bit about the biomarker and how it was uh, identified? Yes. So the biomarker actually has a very interesting biology that has nothing to do with cancer. It is the receptor for the E. coli heat-stable enterotoxin. And so this is a protein. The protein is called GUSI2C. It's a receptor enzyme that sits on the surface of intestinal epithelial cells, the cells that line your intestine from the gastroduodenal junction all the way down to the rectum. So every cell has this receptor sitting in its surface. And again, it's the receptor for the toxin produced by bacteria that causes traveler's diarrhea. So when you go down to Mexico on vacation and you drink the water or you eat food, contaminated with E. coli. In that region, the E. coli carry the genetic material to produce the heat-stable enterotoxin. These organisms get into the intestine, they colonize, and they start making this toxin. The toxin binds to GUSI2C, this receptor, the marker that we use, and that interaction between the receptor and the toxin stimulates the intestinal cells to secrete water, and that manifests itself as diarrhea. It turns out that one of the special properties of the receptor GUSI2C is that it's made only in one place in the body. It's only made in intestinal epithelial cells. And interestingly, it continues to be made by those cells even after they undergo neoplastic transformation and they become colorectal cancer cells. Moreover, the receptor continues to be expressed by the colorectal cancer cells even after those cells metastasize from the colon and travel to distant sites like lymph nodes or blood or lung, liver, bone, or brain, the typical metastatic sites for these cells. And so when those cells, the cancer cells, metastasize to those sites, they are the only cells in those sites that carry the marker GUSI2C and the genetic material, the mRNA, that encodes GUSI2C. Fascinating. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Friedman, and with me today discussing a promising new biomarker to predict colorectal cancer recurrence is Dr. Scott Waldman, professor in the Departments of Medicine and Biochemistry and Molecular Pharmacology and chairman of the Department of Pharmacology and Experimental Therapeutics at Thomas Jefferson University in Philadelphia. 
Dr. Waldman, so we've identified this. Can we practically identify this receptor and its RNA in metastatic lymph nodes? We can, actually. And so the technology has come a long way in the last 10 years and has really developed to the point where we can now take tissue samples and where a pathologist's eye can find one cancer cell in 200, we have techniques now that can find one cancer cell in 1 million to 10 million normal cells. And so that represents an enormous ability to amplify the sensitivity of the systems to really look for the important needle in a haystack. Where it was impossible to do before, the platform technologies have been developed that allow us now to look for one cancer cell in a million or 10 million normal cells. And we can do that very precisely for very specific biomarkers, in this case, like GUSI-2C. And the beauty of this is it allows us to get over using these approaches, a very specific biomarker like GUSI-2C and a very powerful molecular amplification technology. In this case, we use a quantitative reverse transcriptase polymerase chain reaction or quantitative RT-PCR. Using that technique, we can get over the limitations represented by histopathology. So we use this technique, it gets us over the sampling error because we don't use just one thin slice of the tissue. We actually use the entire piece of tissue that's provided to us for the analysis. And so we sample the whole thing. We don't sample just a little thin section. So that we get over the sampling issue. And moreover, we get over the sensitivity issue because, again, it's not like a pathologist's eye that can find one cancer cell in 200 normal cells. We can find one cancer cell in a million normal cells. And so we can use this technique, GUSI-2C as a specific biomarker, detected by QRT-PCR to really dive deeply into these tissues and find literally the proverbial needle in a haystack. We can find those few cells that exist in the lymph nodes that were provided that could represent a risk to the patient for developing recurrent disease. And in real life, this seems to work. Tell us about your article in the February 18th, 2009 JAMA. Yes, it's actually, even for us, a very exciting study. It's one of the first studies that has used a standard, prospective, multi-center, blinded clinical trial design to test the prognostic utility of a molecular biomarker in cancer. That kind of study has not really been done before. And the way we designed that study was we enlisted the collaboration of eight hospitals and cancer centers, both regionally in the, in the Philadelphia area as well as in Montreal. And we worked with those sites to enroll patients that had colon and rectal cancer at the time they were diagnosed. So even before anybody knew what their stage was. Did they have metastases? Did they not have metastases? They were enrolled in the study. Their lymph nodes were collected at the time of surgery, and the lymph nodes, each lymph node was harvested and cut in half at the time of harvesting. And half were frozen and sent to us, and half was kept by the managing hospitals and evaluated by the normal procedures, the normal histopathology staging paradigms. And how did people do? 
And so, interestingly, we got the lymph nodes and we did our analyses and we waited for five years and followed these patients out to see what happened. And what we found, interestingly enough, is in all of the patients that were lymph node negative by the standard histopathology staging paradigm, so each of these lymph nodes was evaluated by histopathology and found to be negative, no evidence of metastases, we did that analysis using GUSI-2C quantitative RT-PCR analysis, and what we found is that actually about 85% of node-negative patients harbor some level of micrometastases, some level of occult metastases residing in their lymph nodes. And in fact, the patients who were both negative by histopathology and negative by molecular analysis, those patients had an extraordinarily low risk of recurrence. They had a slower time to recurrence and a longer disease-free survival compared to the patients who were node negative by histopathology, but node positive by molecular analysis, which suggested the evidence of tumor cells in those lymph nodes. Those patients actually had a significant risk of recurrence. They had a faster time to recurrence and a shorter disease-free survival. And actually, their outcomes compared very closely with patients that were stage three, that is, patients that had metastatic tumor cells in their lymph nodes that you could see under the microscope. Actually, the outcomes of the patients who were molecularly positive but histopathology node negative were very similar to stage 3 patients who were both histopathology positive as well as molecularly positive. And so what these data suggest is that using GUSI-2C quantitative RT-PCR analysis is able to identify the presence of occult metastases in regional lymph nodes in patients who are otherwise node negative by standard histopathology and the presence of those metastatic tumor cells identified by molecular analysis correlates and predicts their clinical outcome. I want to thank Dr. Scott Waldman from Thomas Jefferson University for outlining for us this very exciting development in molecular medicine, this new biomarker to help predict the possible recurrence of colorectal cancer. It is available. It seems to be accurate and much more accurate than conventional methods. And we are hopefully waiting studies that will indicate that this will allow us to make treatment decisions that will benefit our patients and keep them disease-free. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable from ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on air. Please also visit us at ReachMD.com. Thank you for listening.